Welcome to Soul Rio, a church where God is made center, families made stronger, and lives restored. Today's sermon is entitled, The Songs of Christmas, The Angels Alleluia, presented by Pastor Floyd Silva, on December 24th, 2017. Well, good morning, everyone. Merry Christmas. To be politically correct, Merry Christmas Eve. <laughs> I got scolded a little bit on the outside there. It's Christmas Eve. So. That's okay. I know that you love me, even though you correct me. So, Well, how's everybody this morning? Doing well? Excited? Presents all wrapped, all that good stuff. Um, you can leave all mine over here on the front end. It's okay. I'm kidding. Well, I don't know about you guys, but I'm, I'm just uh, very grateful in this season. God is just an amazing God. His love for us, His grace for us is just phenomenal. And uh, so this morning, I come before you um, with a heart of gratitude and thanksgiving in the essence of understanding and knowing that God is at work in our lives. God is doing some amazing things in and through each and every one of us. And, and to be thankful for that is just kind of an understatement, but it's, it's some words that we can use to express just all that God is doing in our lives. And so thank you and thank God for just all that we have and all that we've been given. So this morning, I'd like to start with kind of an awkward question for you. And I want you to really think about this question. I want you to kind of hear what I'm trying to say here. But I want to ask you this. um, Simply, what makes you special? I know that seems kind of weird. Like, why is he asking that, you know? But I really want us to think about this question, especially at this time of year when we, we do so many things, we celebrate so many things, but also in regard to the aspect that, that in these moments, at this time of the year, um, really there's, there's a lot of pain and there, there's a lot of suffering. There's a lot of people around us that, that are hurting because they've lost, um, because they're sick, because they're experiencing tough life moments. And so I want us to think about this question. What makes you special? See, because I think most of us think that we're all pretty kind of normal, right? right? Most of us are, are pretty average on the spectrum in regards to what the world places as far as on that, that meter of, of not so good, maybe so good, normal, and then extremely good. I have a at our house, we have this little sign that hangs over in our laundry room, and it says that, that normal isn't anything but a setting on a dryer. And really, that's kind of true, right? Normal is very subjective. And when we think about being normal or being your average person, you know, it's very subjective. And usually we put sometimes an, an undue pressure on ourselves in the essence of, of trying to be a little bit better or a little bit more than just normal. But I think for the most part, most of us just want to be normal, right? Well, I want to offer you this morning through the passages that we're going to look at that that you are not normal. I I want to offer you this morning the, the aspect of understanding that you are extraordinary. That you are not just ordinary, but you are extraordinary. See, God in you created you to be extraordinary, And I want you to think about that word and really what it means in your life. If you would grab your Bibles and and turn with me to Genesis chapter 1. Because I think this is the perfect place to to gain an understanding of how extraordinary you are. I'm going to turn there with you. 
Genesis chapter 1. And I just want to read a, a few passages before we get into our main verses this morning. In Genesis chapter 1, verse 26, God says this. He said, let us make man in our image. After our likeness. And let them have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the birds of the heavens and over the livestock and over all of the earth and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. And then in 27, he says, So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him, male and female. He created them. And if you would, turn with me over to Psalm 139. And in Psalm 139, verse 13, the Bible tells us this. It says that you, you, fill in the blank with your name, you were formed You were formed by God and your inward parts were knitted together in your mother's womb. That God did this. God formed you. He knitted you together. And there's the beautiful thing. If you flip back to Genesis 1 and you don't have to right now, but if if you look look at what it says about creation and what God did as he created you and I in his image, the extraordinary, God breathed life into you. I think that's an important variable there because when you think about all of creation, all of what God did, we are the only ones that it says that God breathed life into. You and I, we breathe the breath of God. Isn't that extraordinary? See, you in yourself, by yourself, aren't extraordinary. But because of God and who he is in you, It's what makes you extraordinary. The way God shaped you, the way God created you, and the design and the plan that he has for you is what makes you extraordinary. See, in these passages that we'll read, we'll see the story of several people that were just normal people, everyday people, but because of who God is, they became extraordinary characters not only in those moments in that time, but for you and I, for you and I, and everyone that's here this morning. Will you pray with me? Father, we thank you so much for your love and for your grace. Lord, we know that love is for us. We know that what you've done for us, this gift that you've given, the reason that we celebrate these moments, Father, is because of that love. Lord, we are just normal, average people. Nobody special. But we know and understand and we hope to know and understand even more just how special we are to you. How extraordinary we are because of you. Lord, so we thank you for this day. We thank you for these moments. We thank you for the breath that we breathe. We thank you for the life that you've given us. Lord, we ask that you would bless this moment for us, that you would speak to our hearts, that your spirit would fall upon us, that you would open our eyes, clear our minds, and soften our hearts. 
Help us to know the truth of this love. Lord, we love you and we praise you. And we ask all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, we're in the Gospel of Luke as we kind of wrap up the year and wrap up this this series that we're in, the Songs of Christmas. Luke chapter 2. And we're going to look at the angels' hallelujah. And in verses, starting in verse 8 through 20, let's read this together. Starting in verse 8. Everybody there? Everybody ready? All right, let's do this. It says, And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is wrapped in clothes and lying in a manger. And suddenly a great company of the heavenly hosts appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth peace to those on whom his favor rests. When the angel had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the manger. When they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told them about this child. And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds had said to them. But Mary treasured up all of these things and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned glorifying and praising God for all the things that they had heard and seen which were just as they had been told. So I want you guys to notice how our story begins. It's a story of just some normal, everyday people. Really, their their lives weren't really extraordinary lives. They were just your typical people doing their typical things, living their lives, and doing the things that they knew to do. See, and our focus this morning as we look at these verses. See, these verses, they they give us an example of the ordinary, but when God gets a hold of it, it becomes extraordinary. If you see in the first few verses, verses 10 and 11, we see that God's message, what is being shown to us here is that God's message is for you and I. See, the story that we read is an ordinary story of ordinary people, but yet it's here for you and I today. You know, we celebrate what these people are experience, have experienced. Verse 10, it says, The angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause you great joy. For who? For all people. See, that's what makes this time of year a joyous time. It's this good news that's been shared. And today in verse 11, it says, Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. I want you to notice how the angel said that this is good news for all people. Good news for the world. Good news for you, for your neighbor, for everyone around you, all those that will hear the message of the gospel. The coming Savior, the Savior that has come 
to save the world. See, this message is for you. God wants you to know how special you are. And what he did is he expressed it through a little child, a little baby born in a manger, very humbly. He gave us his son. He gave us a gift. And through his son, God will fulfill a purpose. See, this morning, as we think about this story, as we think about Christmas and the reason we celebrate it, You know, everyone uses that term, you know, Jesus is the reason for the season, right? And you're absolutely right. He is why we celebrate at this time of the year. But I heard a pastor say it like this. He says, yes, you're right that Jesus is the reason for the season, but I want you to also to understand that you are the reason for the season. See, Jesus came for you. The reason why Jesus came was for you. You know, and I think that's something that we kind of lose sight of at times is understanding that that this message is for each and every one of us. The message of the gospel, the good news of Jesus Christ is for us. You know, sometimes we're really quick to share it and tell others the story, but sometimes even in these moments, especially when life gets hard, we lose sight of the message of the hope, of the gift that was given to to me. See, I want to ask you this morning, how will you respond to this? See, we see here that initially the the shepherds, they responded with fear. I kind of can get that. I don't know about you guys, but sometimes I can be a little anxious. I can be a little bit nervous, especially when, when big moments happen, when God does really big things in our lives and we experience this, you know, whether it's a hard moment or a great moment, it's, it's this big thing and we look to God and, and we experience this tidbit of fear, a little bit of anxiousness, maybe not knowing or truly understanding what God is doing. And we see here in this story that that these shepherds hear and see all of this that's being proclaimed and they experience a little bit of fear. They're, They're fearful in these moments. See, I believe because they understand and they believe in this God. This God and this fear that maybe that's overcome them is is maybe an awe of God. Maybe it's more of a a reverence for who God is and understanding how great and how big he is and how little and insignificant they are. Because remember, they're just ordinary people. They're just normal working class individuals, just like you and I. But then they experience the extraordinary. Hebrews 12, 28 and 29 says, Therefore, because of this, let us be grateful for receiving a kingdom that cannot be shaken. And thus let us offer to God acceptable worship with reverence and awe, with fear, with reverence and awe of who God is. For our God is a consuming fire. You know, this is a season that we express our gratitude. We talk about the things that we're grateful for. And if we're really grateful for what God has given us, I think we'll respond to this story, this message 
similar to the shepherds in awe with reverence. This morning, as we gather together to celebrate, we have an opportunity to sing a song, to sing our praise, and a hallelujah song to Jesus, a praise and a thanksgiving for what God is doing, for the extraordinary things and opportunities he has given us. I just kind of want to ask, and, and you don't have to answer out loud because we only have about an hour or so. <laughs> but, but I kind of wonder, what, what are you thinking right now as you think about this story and this time of the year and, and this the amazing thing that God has done for us through Jesus Christ? I, I would love to, to hear your thoughts and, and know what God's putting on your heart as you think about this. The good news. See, this story it moves the shepherds and this story is meant to move you and I. You know, we've been given this understanding of these normal people, these, these individuals that God has used to, to bring forth and to share and proclaim the good news of Jesus Christ. And we see them not only accept it, but we also see them take steps towards a better understanding of what it truly means. See, because we know that God's message, this story, it demands a decision. It demands a response. See, in verses 15 and 16, we see, it says, when the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, let's go. Let's go to Bethlehem and let's see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. And I love how it says, so they hurried off. They heard the good news, the proclamation of the coming Savior, and so they were so excited that they hurried off to go and see. And then they came upon Mary and Joseph and the baby who were lying in the manger. See, when we, when we, become, when we come to that place where we have an understanding of what God has done for us, it demands a response. And these shepherds, they decided to act, to take a step, to go. And they hurried off to learn more and to discover what was going on. You know, the same is for us. You know, the question that's before you is, what will you do with this good news? How will you respond to it? Knowing what we know, what will you do with it? How will you respond I love a passage in Acts as, as the, the disciples. Have, have you guys kind of thought about what the story is we see in the Gospels and how it unravels? And, and so you see Matthew, Mark, Luke, and then John. All right, and then at the end of John, we, we see the story of Jesus going to heaven and he leaves the disciples. But in the midst of all of that that's going on, we hear the story of how the disciples, when Jesus is crucified, how fearful they are and how afraid they are, right? It says that they're hiding and they're just afraid to be shown because if they're, they're known to be with this Jesus, if people know that they were a part of what was going on, that they're, they're fearful for their lives, but then you fast forward just a little bit in, in the book of Acts and you see these same guys and their lives are changed. There's something that has happened because not only did they witness the, the crucifixion, but they witnessed the resurrection of Jesus. And because of that, they began to respond. And in that response, we see Peter 
preaching and sharing the gospel, the good news. And then in Acts 2, he tells the people this. He says, if you hear this good news, this is your response. Verses 38 and 39, he says, repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins. And you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. For the promise is for you and for your children and for all who are far off. Everyone whom the Lord our God calls to himself. See, he explains it there for us. See, the response to this good news should be that we repent and that we get baptized. And we receive this gift that God has offered each and every one of us. And the reality of it is that we have to make a decision. We have to decide. Will we accept this gift? Will we receive it? Will we allow God to do the extraordinary, not only in us, but through us? See, it's up to each and every one of us. And it simply goes back to that famous verse in John, John 3, 16, that says, God loved the world. And because he loved the world, he gave his only begotten son. Jesus came. And he came with a purpose and he came for a reason. And that reason was you. That reason was me. And he says that if you believe in him, that you wouldn't perish, but you would have eternal what? Life. Right? I think this is in part why Jesus tells us, I didn't come just to give you life, but I came to give you life more abundant. See, in that abundance, it's not just things. It's just not having stuff. But that in that abundance is, is a life of peace, a life of joy, a life of, of knowing and trusting that there's more to it than just this. That we, if we just believe in him, could have eternal life. And the beauty of it all, again, he did it for you. He did it for me. You, you thinking about that? Again, that question, what, what makes you so special? What, what makes you so special? Well, I think the answer is simple. God. God makes you special. God created you special. God desires for you to be special. God wants to take the ordinary and make it extraordinary. And that's you. That's you. That's me. Well, the last point that I, I just want to share with you is just simply this. If you make that decision, this message, the message of the gospel, it will change you. It will not leave you where you stand today. Whether you've given your life to Jesus already or whether you're just kind of wrestling through the aspect of should I or shouldn't I? Is this really true? Is, this, is there really a God? Or, or however you're thinking right now, I will tell you that if you respond to this message, to this hope that God is offering you, it will change you forever. Verses 17 through 20. It says, when they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told them about this child. And all who heard it 
were amazed. That's a good little thing to circle right there. They were amazed at what the shepherds had said to them. And Mary treasured up all of these things and pondered them in her heart. Then the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things that they had heard and seen, which were just as they had been told, just like what the message said. Everything that God has shown you, everything that God is telling you is the truth. This message will change your life. Notice the change that was involved in in these normal people's lives. The shepherds' lives, Mary, Joseph. You know, we're wrapping up a series that we entitled The Songs of Christmas and we've looked at some very normal individuals. Zechariah, Simeon, Mary, And we see what God has done in the ordinary, how he's created the extraordinary. And this story, this message in the gospel that we see in the first two chapters of Luke, of the coming Savior, the the Messiah that has been given to us, this child that is presented to us as a gift. And because of that, these individuals, these people were changed Their hearts were changed. They had a message that they had to share. They were excited. They knew it to be true because they had seen it and they had heard it. They had experienced it. I want to ask you this morning, what about you? What about you? Do you understand how special you are to God? Do you know what God wants to do in you and through you? See, he's telling us this in this story. He's reminding us through his word how amazing we are. He wants to do the extraordinary in you and through you. I love as, as, as the angels witness all that God has promised as they they come and they they share with the shepherds and they see all of these things that are transpiring in these moments. And they have nothing left but to do but to sing this song of praise. In Luke 2, 14, we see him, we hear him sing, glory to God in the highest. I, got, I just got to imagine if you would just close your eyes with me for a moment. Just close your eyes and just picture the, the heavens opening up. And the rejoicing that's going on in those moments. And they sing glory to God in the highest and on earth peace among those with whom he is pleased. And we go back to Psalm 139 verse 14. Because we are created so intricately because God has done all of this for us. The psalmist says, I praise you. I praise you for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Wonderful are your works and my soul knows it very well. See, Jesus Christ, he will change you from the inside out. He will become your salvation song if you just allow him to. See, because salvation is a free gift from God. 
The only question that we're left with this morning is will we accept that gift? Will we listen to the good news, the message of the Messiah? And will we accept it? Will we believe it and trust in it? Will we call him Lord and Savior? And that question is posed to each and every one of us in this room. But I hope as you, as you wrestle through that, as you, as you think through this story, as you celebrate these moments, I want you to think about how special you truly are. So special that God would create you in his image. So special that, that he would breathe life into you. So special that, that you are fearfully and wonderfully made. You are a child of God and God created you to love you and for you to love him back. And that, that demands a response. Will you pray with me? With your heads bowed and, and your eyes closed, I just want to just take a few moments to acknowledge the good news. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born. He is the Messiah, the Lord. See, God did the extraordinary to show you how extraordinary you are to him. So you are special because God created you. Father, we thank you this morning as we celebrate this season, as we acknowledge the fact that you've given us a savior, that Jesus came and he was born in Bethlehem that all these prophecies of old, everything that your word tells us, everything that we've heard from your word, Father, we are witnessing today. We are seeing come alive today. And so, Father, as we bow our hearts before you, as we respond to the message of the good news, to the understanding and knowledge of knowing that you created us special, that we, we are not normal, we are far from that. And you created us to be extraordinary. And it's not because of who we are, who we think we can be, but it's because of who you are and who you will be in us and through us. So Father, this morning as we sing this song, as we sing your praise, as we give you glory, as we celebrate our Savior, Father, I pray that we would bless you with our words, that we would honor you and we would glorify you and that we would lift our hearts to you and give you praise. Lord, we love you and we thank you for your love for us. And we ask these things in Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening. And we pray you were blessed by today's message. You're invited to worship with us Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. For directions and information about Sol Rio and our weekly events, please visit our website at solrio.com. You may also contact us by phone at area code 505-792-8737 or email us at info at solrio.com. At Sol Rio, we're a community of followers of Jesus Christ committed to live by faith to be known by love, and to be a voice of hope to our community. 
we invite you to go with us on this journey.